This is Talking Urology. This Talking Urology Ands Up Conference highlight features Carmel Pizarro talking with scientist Renee Taylor from Monash University, discussing translational research at Ands Up 2017. Hi, Renee. <laughs> Hi, Carmel. So, you're giving a talk at Ands Up this year. Can you summarise for us what that talk is, is about? Sure. Uh, so, I'm a medical research scientist, not a clinician, so it's a real joy to be here at this clinical meeting. And there's a beautiful translational uh, stream within the meeting that brings scientists and clinicians together. And so, the work I'll be presenting is really uh, a juncture of scientific research that was done on a clinical cohort of prostate cancer patients. Um, those who have a very high risk of doing badly, those men who have a BRCA2 mutation, uh, and for these men um, and their families, it's uh, critical um, for us to understand why their tumours do so badly in the clinic. And so to do that, we've done a full genomic study um, to understand how the DNA changes in their cancer versus men who have more slow-growing cancer. And so I'll be talking about the genome of, of BRCA2 prostate cancer tomorrow. So BRCA2, for anyone who's not familiar, what is that and why is it significant for prostate cancer? BRCA2 is a gene um, that is often mutated in cancers um, in, that run through families such as breast cancer, ovarian cancer and prostate cancer. And we don't understand what it is about that change in the DNA that makes these cancers so aggressive, but it's really important for us to understand because these, these families often have multiple cases of cancer in their families that are very aggressive. Some people may have heard BRCA2 being talked about outside of strong family histories. Is that something that you um, are focusing on or how do you get your samples to work with? We get our BRCA2 samples through the family cohorts. So any families where it's recognised that this gene is linked to cancer prevalence, um, we study the tissues from those particular patients within families. That's through the KCONFAB consortium um, that's based at Peter McCallum and includes families with recurrent breast and ovarian and prostate cancer. What do you hope that your data will do for men with familial prostate cancer? Sure, so at the moment we can tell these patients that their diagnosis is likely to be um, quite a, an aggressive case, but we don't understand why. But our new studies are really starting to indicate that when these patients present at the clinic, their tumour looks as bad as the very worst that we see in the aggressive prostate cancer patients of ordinary families. So there's something about these tumours right from the get-go that's very different and it means that we probably need to bring all of our advanced oncology treatments much further up, up to the front for these patients so they do have a better chance at surviving longer. Yeah, so it might actually open up a whole new stream of, of trial work that lies ahead. Absolutely, so at the moment we know that these patients are at risk but we have no good treatment strategy for them and hopefully this, this biological data will help us know which trials to bring forward into these patients in an, in an earlier setting. Fantastic. Now you mentioned that this is part of a translational research symposium stream, so we've obviously had that stream start today. What have been your highlights for the day 
so far? So this has been a brilliant symposium because there's very often there'll be a clinical meeting where scientists are invited but we often sit in a side room and talk to each other about our science which we're, we're fairly familiar with. But today we brought together a room full of multidisciplinary researchers from clinical backgrounds and scientific um, expertise and we all really showed the capacity of our collaboration between scientists and clinicians within Australia which I think you'll agree was very strongly presented today in the symposium. So for me it was um, the strength of the translational um, stream was that the scientists could communicate with the clinicians in a bi-directional manner inside a workshop which was really fabulously received. So I completely agree. I think it was an amazing opportunity to sit in and obviously there are lots of different meetings happening and it's always a challenge to bring people together. If you were going to do this again, how would you keep that collaboration building, do you think? I think just having um, the continuum between the disciplines in the same stream. So there were no opposing clinical sessions at the same time and it was of interest to the, for the clinicians to hear the biological data and likewise as a scientist this afternoon I've attended the clinical sessions. So I think just bringing those streams together in, in, in a manner that they're not competing with each other um, but actually synergising has worked. So the programming's actually been fantastic. I don't know who the convener of the meeting was. <laughs> Gee, I wish I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Do you have any other thoughts about the about the meeting and how it might build in future years? Um, so I guess what we saw today was a lot of um, research from around Australia where people are collaborating with different clinicians and different scientists offering different clinical specimens, ideas about clinical studies and the experts in the scientific labs who can facilitate that and so I guess we'd just like to see that continue over the years. As we talked about Australia is a big country but in terms of prostate cancer research community quite small and I think this, does a, this meeting does a really great job of bringing that community together. I agree. I also think there's um, there's a real synergy between what's happening in more advanced disease and what's happening in early stage disease. And actually, if as as clinicians, if we keep those two things separately we miss out on opportunities. So. And as scientists we recognise that so often talking to the urologists they'll be facing similar issues to the oncologists and I think the three-way discussion between the scientists can bring those two links together. Fantastic, thank you very much Thanks Renee. for having me come. Talking Urology at Ands Up, proudly supported by Ipsen.